Hello guys, what is up? My name is Dylan. Welcome back to the Popcorn Podcast. Episode number nine. Things are getting serious now. Uh, but clearly not serious enough as we have uh, our regular. As me. It, it can't be serious it's if I'm the, right. yeah, <laughs> Basically. Today we have got a, a lovely discussion, chat, conversation about the latest entry into the DC Extended Universe. The last entry into it. Right, yeah, yeah, in this version. Of yeah, it, right? this version. Yeah. And that of course is, if you couldn't tell by the garments being worn by myself and even the garments being worn yes. by young Panwa came in a, a nice red red ish top that's a very nice shirt by the way thank you it's, it's thank you very cla- it's much more classy than mine it's, i just heard guess up. the brand Reese? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bit of uh, Reese promotion though. Yeah, whatever. Uh but yes, we are going to be talking about uh The Flash, a film that uh has had a lot of controversy both before and uh, after and during and during yeah. and after before we do get into that though i want to ask panwa sure since this is of course the last i guess dcu, uh, DCU film, film yeah. uh what do you what do you think about dcu in in general well before i get into it i would like to just lodge a, a formal complaint to the popcorn podcast oh, no um because i feel like okay I'm an easy target here because I've just witnessed uh, Lola and Ebony. Yeah. Get, they get Boas Afraid and they get Asteroid <laughs> And I'm stuck with Fast X and The Flash. Like, you better give me Mission Impossible after this. Dude, okay? it's in the you know, diary. I'm an easy target di- here. If he's, not, if he's not in for Mission Impossible. Yeah. It'll be my fault if it I It will be because yeah. Tom Cruise is here. Yeah. And no, me and Tom. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but um, anywho, you, you were asking about DC. Um <laughs> Hot hot take. I have a few hot takes in this regard. Tell me. I really, really enjoy most of these films. Um, I'll give you my entire journey. Man of Steel I thought was kind of mid, um, but now I like it. I loved Batman v Superman. I think it's one of the great, great superhero films. I think Ben Affleck wow. in that film is perfect. I could spend the next entire podcast just talking about Ben Affleck's Batman and that gen- film in, 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 in general. The Suicide Squad, first one mid, obviously disappointing. Second one, really, really, uh, I liked it. Creative, we spoke about it a little bit on our Guardians video. Yep. Um, really liked the first Wonder Woman. Actually didn't mind 1984. I thought it has it, it, its moments. Oh, wow. um, I loved Aquaman. I think James Wan is, is, a, is a wonderful director. Um, and although I've heard rumors of the second one being kind of messed up by yes all kinds of interference i i am still excited for it um and what else we have shazam both of them are fine i think they're both serviceable uh birds of prey good film you know well directed but for me the 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 kind of the beating heart of this is Zack snyder Mm. and um Zack snyder's justice league that all four hours of it i think is just incredible um and some of the best superhero filmmaking we've had ever and will have you made a video on Zack Snyder's well. I did yeah a long time ago um, and I stand by everything I've said if not more mm. I've gr- I've grown to appreciate it even more um, so I think the DCEU this part of it um, has been so you know shaped and molded by Zack Snyder only for the other directors for better or worse to come in and kind of pervert that vision a little yes. bit yes you know um, which is a shame but still yeah, because there's obviously the question is like when you're building this extended universe, do you have like some sort of singular vision mm. or do you, you know, bring in all sorts of different people yeah. to put their own spin on it? Which I think, of course, that that is the the end goal. But like, I actually really, I, I actually agree with you. And I I think this, this we might actually be in the, major, uh, the minority here when we say this, but like, I really love <coughs> how Zack Snyder shoots films. I think very few filmmakers come close to really filming 
such stories in such grand and epic style, yep. uh, ways. Mm. I know he's always been sort of mocked for like the whole slow mo. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love it. I, I think love it's it as epic. Well. I think if you're gonna go epic, you might as well go all out. What I love about um, his films, and can, before that, I just want to say one of the things that I have liked and admired about the DC Extended Universe, yep. especially in comparison to the MCU, is uh, people often talk about how dif- uh, how the MCU, you know, they hire the same cinematographers, the same teams, whatever. And therefore, all the movies look and feel the same regardless of who's directing it. I think on, on many levels, that's true. But with the DCEU, funnily enough, for the three Zack Snyder films that he made, all shot by three different people. Mm. You know, um, Birds of Prey looks drastically different to Suicide Squad and looks drastically different to The Suicide Squad. Wonder Woman 1 and 2 look, look very different. different yeah. And so I think the visual diversity, the stylistic diversity on display is actually a, a massive plus. Mm. I remember seeing somewhere someone was talking about how say what you will about Marvel and whatever and the quality, the consistency of Marvel, what you have with DC are directors who actually get to do what they want. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and that going as far as, you know, Todd Phillips and Matt Reeves and stuff, but just in the DCEU alone, um, it was, I have to say, like an absolute pleasure to see like a newcomer like Kathy Ann on, on Birds of Prey, David F. Sandberg on Shazam, even though I, you know, I, I don't always love the style or whatever, but at least it's kind of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I can't help but respect that. And going on to Zack Snyder, one of the things I wanted to talk about, um, even with regard to The Flash as well, and in comparison to how I felt, um, Zack Snyder, say what you will about him, but as a filmmaker, I feel like visually, you know, stylistically, everything, uh, his films have weight. Yes. They actually, the shots themselves feel heavy. The shots themselves mm. feel like they have gravitas and depth and, and stuff like that. And, and, and when watching um, the his Snyder Cut yesterday, I, I rewatched all four hours of it, I was struck by like, just how much sort of power each shot actually had. Yeah. And Theo, who is not here, but we talk a lot about uh, filmmakers taking themselves seriously and taking the films they make seriously. And you can really feel that, you know, even though Zack Snyder kind of gets made fun of for making films that perhaps are a bit too dark or too serious and therefore feel, you know, arsy as a result, I'd much rather see a director do that and really, really go for it rather than make something that feels, dare I say, like a cartoon, yeah. which ultimately is what the Flash kind of is, and we'll mm, get onto that in a second. We will do indeed. That is my two cents on Zack Snyder. No, yeah, absolutely. I've been saying this for quite a few years now. One of the things I think DC and I respect the DCEU for having over Marvel mm. is that they have, they they've they've given they've taken risks mm. with their directors. They've had less so of this shared vision, mm. um, and they've allowed filmmakers to come in, step in, make their their mark, and sort of see if they want to c- continue yeah. them or not. Um, but I think the DCEU is more inspiring to filmmakers 100% than say Which, you, you know, know the MCU by the would be standalone movies like Joker and Batman have done so well. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, because they just let the director do whatever they want. Yeah, no, for, uh, definitely. And I think that's how they're going to be able to compete with Marvel in the long run is by continuing to do that, not by creating a universe where like the next 20 films are planned out. No. Just have fun with it in the moment. And you know, take essentially take risks because that is essentially what making films is about. Yep. It's, it's, it's they're all massive, uh, massive risks. Uh, but anyways, onto the Flash. Just want to quickly put this out there. Here's a spoiler mm. warning. Yes. If you haven't seen the Flash. That's, that's, we're going to be talking spoilers. There are a lot of spoilers mm. that we, we're essentially going to be discussing the entire film. So please, if you haven't seen the Flash and you are going to see the Flash, please do that. Come back and return to this conversation at a later okay. time. But plot synopsis time. So. Barry Allen is struck by a bolt of lightning and thus an extraordinary power is born inside him, the Speed Force. 
When he uses this power to run back in time and save his mother, he creates a world without heroes and General Zod has returned. To defeat him, his only hope rests in the hands of a retired Batman, another Barry, and an imprisoned Kryptonian. Right. So The Flash, initial thoughts straight after watching the film. So, okay, I actually have a lot of positives and I can give okay. you some positives. First of all, I would say that without question, this is the the most ambitious film in, in DC. Oh, wow. Uh, of this universe. Uh, you know, without the big Zack Snyder Justice League stuff aside, this for me, on, on the script level, in terms of what they wanted to achieve, yep. everything about it is without question the most ambitious thing DC have ever done because if you're making a Flash movie ultimately you can go down two roads which is number one you just make the simple one where he either fights uh, Thor in a reverse Flash or he fights the, the you know Captain Cold and Captain Boomerang and yeah. stuff or Gorilla Grodd or Gorilla Grodd yeah. or he goes down you go down like the multiverse time travel all that kind of complicated stuff route which is what they did and I really appreciate it that, that they did we talked about uh, earlier about taking risks this film I, I Compare it to Shazam 2. Shazam 2 is an extremely safe film. It works from start to finish. It's competently put together. But you come out of it, you forget it the next day. This is a film that even though I would say the execution did not meet the ambition, Mm. I can't help but admire and applaud them for actually trying to go for it. I would much rather watch a film that is you know, shooting for the stars and fails rather than a film that's just kind of staying in its its, its little own little place. Uh, And I have so much respect for them. Um, purely as a filmmaker as well and as an audience for at the very least trying to make something big this is interesting you say this because one of my thoughts on this film is when i heard that they were going to do the flashpoint paradox flashpoint paradox for me is one of my favorite comic yes in all of comics i think it's one of the best it's one of the most popular for sure and there have been many different i don't want to say many different versions but you know i didn't expect the film to go do exactly what would be in the comics or sort of the, the main things. I don't think they, they could have afforded to. They, I, definitely not. But if they, I mean, they, they, they might have been able to uh, if they treated this as like a Justice League 1.5. Level movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Exactly. Because you, you would have had Henry Cavill, you'd have had um, um, Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot. Uh, go, going How ahead cool to, would that have been, man? And this is, this is kind of like, as a DC fan, as someone who's loved that, that particular story, I can't help but feel... Like, uh, I, w- I would have loved to have seen that version somewhere. Hopefully one day we might even get it. Um, but I still, to this day, think like the DC animated film, The Flashpoint Paradox. It's one of the best ones. Is, it's, it's, it's terrific. If you haven't seen that film, it's fantastic. I have a lot of issues with like the, some of the stuff they changed yeah. in this film. I don't just, I, I, they definitely simplified the whole thing. They don't For have sure. the Amazons and the uh, Atlanteans the, going fighting, to war. Yeah. Um, they don't have they don't have Superman. They have now they have Supergirl. All yeah. this stuff, and a lot of those changes I actually think works in the betterment of the film. Yeah. But like we'll get onto the issues a bit later. But yeah, I I do agree with you. I think like people needed because this is the first re- like live action Flash film yeah. right and people really needed something to really bring them into who mm. this character is who is Barry Allen what can he do what are the possibilities of this character yeah. moving forward the only thing that we've really had is the CW show The Flash yeah. which I watched for the, like the first three seasons yeah, three yeah. four seasons then fell off didn't care about it after that I actually thought the first two seasons were, were pr- really pretty good. good and I really respect that team for the longevity oh definitely I think they just it. concluded it yeah season they? nine yeah. or something season nine wow it's nuts yeah they even had Ezra M- Miller go yes. into one of the yes, episodes, yes, yes, right? yes. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, the Flashpoint Paradox was always going to be uh, 
a story that was going to be challenging to shoot on any, For any sure. level yeah. um, and do justice. Yep. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, what did you think of Andy Muschietti? Okay, so I got to say this on. first before yeah. that is that and a big positive for me was that everyone in terms of acting was really good. Ezra Miller actually was, I thought was terrific and having to play two roles effectively, I think is one of the greatest gifts that could yeah. be bestowed upon an actor. When you look at some of the other people who have done it in the last few years, be it uh, Michael Fassbender, Jake Gyllenhaal, Christian Bale, um, who, who else? Uh, Hugh Jackman played two Logans, right? So th there are a lot of great actors have done this. And I think Ezra Miller, you can add them to the um, the list of, of people who have done a very good job at that. Um, I think uh, Keaton was fantastic. Uh, th dare I say this is actually my favorite version of Keaton. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's so good in this. Um, I think he's able age. to do a lot more though with his Batman. Like, yes. obviously because of updated technology. And I thought uh, the smaller roles, be it uh, Sasha Kaya who plays Supergirl. Oh, fantastic. fantastic. Had yeah. a great, did have a lot of lines, but had a great presence. Yeah, um, really liked her. Henry and Nora Allen, fantastic. And then you got like Batfleck and Gal Gadot would turn up and stuff like that. And even Jason Momoa at the end. And even George Clooney, I thought everyone, not only were they giving good performances, they actually seemed like they had a good time on set. And therefore I have to applaud Andy Muschietti as a director of actors all right mm. so i'll say thank you to andy for that on the other hand though is in terms of the craft yeah. right i think the film is very very creative um with what he's, you know, he's trying to do with the camera and the music and the vfx jeez but we'll get into that we will get the into execution is very bizarre and unfortunately i have to say for a film that costs 220 mil it does not feel like that at all um a lot of people praise that opening chase scene with Ben Affleck. I don't because nope. number one, a lot of people say, okay, he looks weird because he's in broad daylight. No, no, he look, we've seen Batman in broad daylight yeah. before in, in, in the Snyder Cup. Yeah, yeah. He looks weird because the suit looks like something out of a Comic-Con, like, you know, convention. Convention, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the bike that he rides, like the, the you know, whatever it's called, the bat, bat bike, the bat pod. Yeah. Like, I don't see the wheels moving, mate. I saw them do it practically. Like, there's clips of them doing it practically. But everything feels like CGI. Even the sky and the roads don't look like an actual sky or an actual road. Yeah. Um. And so I think so Why much is of the that? film just feels... Ex I don't know. It just feels really artificial. artificial. Yeah. I, like, again, the Batcave. They built that thing for real. Yeah. It's a practical set. Yeah. How could you do that and make it look like CGI? And let me add one little thing about how this is the difference between, in my opinion, your Zack Snyder or your James Wan versus this. Because the final fight in the film, it mm. takes place basically in a desert. Why? In broad daylight. Zack Snyder, I think he, he definitely went to the Akira Kurosawa school of creating movement in stillness. He's a master. We, we talked a, a while back about Matt Reeves and Greg Fraser and the Batman. Yep. How even in shots that are completely static, static and still, yep. they still have some kind of dynamism, some kind of movement that allows for it to feel like a film and not a, a, a you know, a, a photo. Image, yeah. you know? And I think Zack Snyder, when I watched uh, the Justice League yesterday, it's like, Every scene there's fire, there's rain, there's kind of elements in it. There's all sorts of wonderful things that only a director who truly understands the, the brilliance of images yeah. uh, can 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 conjure up. And 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 so with James Wan, he can conjure them up. But with this one, it's just like again, despite two hundred twenty million, where is that? You know, it, it just felt very like okay, let's just film. Just hit record. You know, it didn't feel a lot of times like they really thought it through. 
And that that's actually why I, I my favorite moments in the film were the fil- moments that felt the most real and practical. So the scenes in Michael Keaton's Wayne Manor, for example, I when thought had- were actually fantastic. The production design was fantastic, yeah. you know, and, and that kind of stuff. But unfortunately, we don't have very many of those. We things. don't. We don't. And I un- like we I understand that like obviously doing a film on the Flash. Yeah, there's obviously going to be all this otherworldly elements that you cannot capture in camera. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like for me, I genuinely, some moments in the film, I genuinely could not believe what I was watching yeah. from, uh, from a film of but this But not in a scale. good way. Not in a good way. No, not, not in a good way. way. Yeah. Really not in a good way. Um, like the first big red flag, let's mm. say, for this film was the whole, when uh, the Flash has to save all the babies falling out. Yes. Of- what on earth yeah. is what is the, the the CGI for this film looked like a PlayStation Two game? Yeah, like I, it really I was, did, man. How how have we gone back yes. with VFX? Like, yes. is I I have no idea. Like seriously, and this film has been delayed. How like yeah, so many t- yeah. so many times? Surely, like they could have come up with something better than this. Like, can I can I add something to that as well? So one of um, my favorite things in superhero films. And this this is actually an issue I have with the story and the filmmaking. One of my favorite things in a superhero film is when a, a character first gets their powers and they yeah. get to discover it. You know, you have uh, Andrew Garfield, Peter Pan, uh, Peter, Pan, Peter, Peter Parker, Pan. learning how to to swing. You have uh, Chronicle, which is actually my favorite one, where it's actually such oh, a yeah. um, an accurate depiction of how all of us normal people would actually behave if we got superpowers. superpowers. And that had zero, like not nothing. Exactly. Budget compared, and so yeah. what I love is when characters get, you know, it feels fun. It's and a it, momentous occasion. Yeah, and it makes you feel like you want to have this power. Absolutely. And so when young Barry gets his powers even though you see young Barry enjoying the fact that he's having these new powers and stuff, I did not at any point in the film say, I would love to be a speedster. And when you compare the, and so much of that is because of the way they filmed it. I know what you're going to say. So when you compare it to uh, X-Men, Eternals, uh, Age of Ultron. When you compare it to Henry Cavill's first flight as Superman. Yes. That like, there's really nothing to compare, right? Like, I mean... I completely agree yeah. with you. Like um, this film, I feel like it's, it's like the per- it's, it has the basis for a perfect celebration of what the Flash and uh, who the Flash is as a character. Yeah. Going back to the origins, because we didn't do an origin film, we were just given the character yep. in the Snyder Cut in Justice League, and he was sort of this side character that occasionally saves people once in a while. was a comic relief character, this and that. And you have a real chance here to really like how momentous yeah. that, uh, like that the moment in which Barry Allen yeah. gets struck by lightning is, and yeah. It was very, very underwhelming for me, for sure. I'd like to add to that as well, by the way, by saying that um, the way that they depict his powers, and this is all up to execution now, it's not anyone else's fault except for those who actually depicted the powers. I don't feel the Flash is very powerful at all. Mm. So when you see Zack Snyder's Justice League, that guy's a god. He he, he literally saves the entire movie, right? I still think that scene is my favorite Flash scene we've ever had in the DC. But but even, even then, what I mean is like when you look at uh, speedsters are oftentimes depicted as the most powerful character yeah. in the team. They are such a valuable asset. X-Men Days of Future Past needed Quicksilver, otherwise they could not progress the story yeah. forward. They could not have broken out Michael Fassbender. I- Eternals, in that final fight, the only thing that was fun about that final fight was seeing uh, Makari yeah. basically do their injustice flash move. Yeah. You know, like... she. The, in the Injustice, Injustice video games, that's how the Flash works. Yes. And she was the one soloing Richard Madden. Yeah. But in this one, the Flash actually almost feels like a liability. Yeah. Um, he does not feel 
powerful or that competent. Like, I wish that, you know, it should have been a few more years into his, his career now as the Flash. And even though he's teaching young Barry all of these things, I couldn't help but feel he's still not the most smart, competent, you know, uh, fighter. The two of them aren't that much different in terms of their ability. No. Like, he's supposed to be the mentor yeah. and teaching, you know, his former self how to essentially be the best version yeah. of himself. Blah, 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 blah. But like, yeah, there was never a moment or a scene that established that. The only thing I can think of was in Zack Snyder's Justice League when he turns, turns back time. And that was like an incredible moment, yeah. I think. It was one, I think, one of my, my yeah, favorite. Like, I would actually say that like, if, if you're going to show the Flash in his true power and might, do like the injustice thing where like you know he'll kill an enemy or just defeat an enemy by like running so fast that he runs the enemy back to the pyramid smashes him yeah. into the pyramid runs it's, back it's to the dinosaurs smashes into a T-Rex <laughs> and then, um, you know yeah. what I mean like be creative with it and here it's just like honestly like the Flash TV show had better visual effects ah uh, yeah right? definitely yeah. so I don't know what happened there man I don't know Keaton yeah. had good fight scenes yeah, let's talk about let's talk about Batman then yeah. in this film because in my opinion I think Batman my, as my Michael Keaton as Batman Easily the best part of this film for me. Yes. Um, anytime I heard the Danny Elfman theme, it was like straight uh, straight goosebumps. I loved seeing more of the Batcave, and that was expanded on more. Um, the first interaction they have with him when they when they enter Wayne Manor and he's sort of in the is in the cupboard, yeah, uh, and then he just comes out looking like some like Disheveled homeless yeah man. like yeah. Exa exactly brilliant and um just how effortless michael keaton is in yes. this role how and how he's some he's just kicking so much ass and this is the the, flat, the film about the flash but the batman is stealing every single scene as well like i i do really appreciate andy muschetti for respecting the legacy of yeah. keaton um because now, after seeing him in this film and seeing him like, you know, back then they didn't have the technology to do all this. But like now that you see him as so competent and powerful, yeah. and he takes out a Kryptonian. He does. Um, that basically puts him neck and neck with Affleck in terms of who would win in a fight, uh, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. And obviously, like, we always have this debate of like, okay, who's the strongest one and stuff like that. And Batfleck has always been at the top. You know, we've always said like, okay, Batfleck would beat the rest of them at once. At once, yeah. Um, you know, like he'll snap Christian Bale in a heartbeat and, and Pattinson, Pattinson as well. So now Keaton is up there. And I love that they have that respect uh, for Michael Keaton. If we're going to bring him back, we're going to give him genuine presence and give him genuine power so he can yeah. keep up with these gods. But the thing is, that the, the, the argument with that is, though, because he is technically stepping into a different... I know he's technically not in terms of like all the continuity. That is the same Batman from Tim Burton's films. Or is he? Yeah. I don't know. Um, because if that is the case, then that means that world gets destroyed. Yeah. Right? Then Tim Burton's Batman world gets destroyed. So yeah. that's kind of also disrespecting that world by like... We're going to bring them back, but we're going to kill them at the end. It's like, uh -huh. No, for sure. What did you think about the whole Flashpoint paradox creating timelines yeah. visually? Because, like I said, this is another problem. That, yeah. let's, talk, let's talk about the VFX. And, uh, sure. like, I mean, that's the elephant in the room, I think. Like, yeah. seriously, like, I don't want to go back to the, 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 the whole falling babies things again. Yeah. But, like, when I see things like that, like, you, you cannot, you, I cannot take this film seriously. I can't. I'm always. I'm just instantly detached from the film. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell am I watching? Right. As a as a viewer, you want to be immersed in this world and these characters. Yep. I just do not know how a film of this uh, scale, mm. with the amount of screenings and tests that they would have done beforehand, yeah. were like these guys sat down and were like, yeah, this is good. This is okay. The, the issue just for me as well, why it sticks out, is because you also have scenes where it's just Barry in his flat. Yeah. So when you have a scene where he's doing all of this crazy stuff, and then you have a scene where it's on a real set, you're just like, 
Uh, these yeah. two, like, I'm they're like two the completely film. different yeah. aesthetics completely yeah, yeah, yeah. another thing I wanted to say is like the with the thing with the two the two Barrys uh, I could always tell yes. which one yes. Ezra Miller was playing yes. in that shot yes. it was very very distracting I couldn't like it was like every time they were both on screen like it was me trying to figure out which yeah. one was the artificial one it's and which one was the ridiculous how David Fincher could do it in 2010. Yeah, this is the thing. And we're 13 years later and we've get we've gotten worse. No, you know what it feels like? You know when you said like where the hell did the budget go? It just yeah. feels like they did a lot of things in camera. Yeah. But then they were like, shit, we still have all of this 75 stuff. million left in the bank. Yeah. Let's just add some effects. And they actually fucked up the film yes instead of just leaving yeah, it how yeah, it is yeah, and yeah. maybe just using cgi sparingly like that's what i think yeah. potentially i don't know what, what would have happened um Andy Muschietti, like he's done like he did he's coming from the horror franchise mm. similar to james one i guess yeah um so maybe they tried to replicate some sort of thing there but yeah. i don't know so he's done he did mama yeah with jessica chastain he also did the uh the first it film yeah. or the second it film as well the first of which i really liked i like yeah i think it was good, the, yeah. the second one i was wasn't repetitive very yeah. repetitive yeah and it was way too long it was well. way too long way yeah. too long i gotta add one thing by the way i just realized sure um we were talking earlier about you know good vfx bad vfx whatever um one of the things that i've realized watching a lot of these superhero films a lot of these vfx heavy films um and why i think you know like every time i talk about michael bay zach snyder yeah. gorbabinski who by the way all of these guys, um, fun fact, they all worked at a, a place called Propaganda Films, which is a company founded by David Fincher. Mm. And they did, a lot of these directors did commercials before. So Spike Jones, uh, Michel Gondry was another one. Um, and I always think that directors oftentimes are the most efficient and at their best when they actually start from commercials. That's Ridley Scott, for example, who, by the way, I, I have a, on good authority, is like every producer's favorite director, every director's favorite director. Everyone who's ever worked with Ridley Scott says he's the best because he's so efficient with the way he does things. And that these guys are so smart with the way they do VFX. Just look mm. at Alien Covenant. Anywho, um, one of the things I've noticed from watching directors who know how to use visual effects with directors who don't is directors who abuse in, in a way and overuse VFX they always do, like, you'll always know it's VFX. Why? Because the human brain registers that there is no way in hell a camera could physically yeah. be in that position. Yeah. You know, like, every VFX shot in a Snyder movie, you're like, that could be a drone. You know, that could be a human being flying or something, you know, with the camera. So you always feel the presence of the camera and the, the weight of the camera. But here, everything feels weightless. Everything feels so artificial because you know for real, the human brain registers that there is no way in hell a physical camera could be placed in that position. No, yeah. um, and therefore, it just looks artificial. Sometimes it, it works. Sometimes it works backwards also, though, because we had, um, what was it? Michael Bay in, um, what's the latest film he did with Jakey? Uh, 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 ambulance. Ambulance. ambulance with the drone. crazy drone shots yeah. I was like okay cool I'm watching a drone I'm watching a drone yeah. so sometimes it like that's the extreme of it yes. but yes I completely I completely understand what you're saying there's a shot um, in the flash in the first sequence mm -hmm. with when it's following Ben Affleck's Batman on a, on a yeah. bridge and it just goes it continues and they're like they, they probably sat there and thought oh this would be cool as a long take yeah. but the way in which the camera moves yeah. I'm thinking yeah this is not this, this not was real. not shot yeah, yeah. There, there, there's there's no way speaking of Batfleck I just I'm, I'm not gonna lie I I I'm, I feel a bit upset yeah. because this is his last appearance. Apparently, as Batman. he's getting cut out of Aquaman two now. So yeah, apparently this is his last appearance as Batman. And like, I just as someone who actually likes Ben Affleck's Batman, I know you love. He's probably he's he is my favorite, favorite Batman on screen right? Batman. Yeah, I just I was well, like Kevin Conroy is the best, but yeah, R.I.P. The goat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just thought that this was such a poor. Uh, essentially, send off. I want to yeah. say like I did. I didn't like if you're gonna do the Batman thing, at least have. 
there be some sort of link between the two Batmans because you know in the Flashpoint paradox, yeah, well, it's Thomas gets, Wayne, yeah. and he gets the note, and it makes Batman cry. That's such a it's the most powerful profound, pivotal it, moment. Really, yes, at least something, at least uh, a wink from yeah. Michael Keaton to Ben Granted, Affleck. Or something I, I will like say that. though, like in terms of the emotional aspects of the film, I do think a lot of it lands. For example, the line where Michael Keaton says, "You know, I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to bring you. Did bring me back." I thought that was a powerful, powerful yeah. line. I also loved Ezra. Um, uh, with with the performance in in the uh, supermarket, supermarket. Yeah. I love you. I love you first. I, I love you more. I love you first. Whatever. That's beautiful writing. I will say one other thing. I I just came to my mind. Oh my god. Um, oh. With the way the disrespect about like the lasso of truth bit. It didn't work in in Justice in, League. Yeah. It's not going to work again. And when uh, Wonder Woman goes, it never gets old. It got old the first time we saw it. Yeah. Honey, all right, just stop. Yeah, um, it doesn't work. It's a joke that just in live action, it just doesn't work. Mm. Don't do it, please. Um, not in the next one. All right, whoever you cast as Wonder Woman next after the after Gal Gadot moves over to Fast and Furious, just don't make that that, that joke ever again. It doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but anywho, yeah, the the emotional side of the film, I yeah. that worked. I like that. Uh, yeah, so, uh, I don't know if all of it worked for me, but yeah, no, I agree with you. The 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 the, the moment in the supermarket at the end that was powerful stuff that, that was yeah no i i don't I will you cr- realize people that the film is at its best when it's just toned down and it's a film about yeah. actual people and stories as opposed to explosions going off everywhere because the explosions don't even look good yeah you no. know? i also was having a look at um barry allen's sounds weird but looking at barry allen's room and he, all the posters he had up yes he had an inception, inception poster, poster yeah everything is just warner bros <laughs> pacific <laughs> rim as well yeah pacific, yeah, pacific rim. rim um that was Nice, I guess. Yeah. What did you think about all the cameos? Because the God, there are a f- so ton of I, them in here. I just think this is kind of stu- so. I don't think they should have done the Nicholas Cage or the Christopher Reeve because if you're not going to do it right, don't do it at all. They don't look like people, man. Yeah, they don't. You have Grant Gustin right there, yeah. right there. Bring Grant Gustin. Bring like uh, you know actors from the past who are still alive. Like Brandon Ruth. Yeah, like or but, you, Ruth. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know Stephen Amell, Green Arrow. Yeah, all of these kind of people that you could bring in, but you. Oh. Yeah. And then they all they do these recreations of people who aren't even around anymore. You don't even know if they want to have that done to them. So it's just like. There's the whole ethical question there yeah. as well. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that sat with me uh, as well. When I when I watched it, I was I see Nicolas Cage as Superman. I was like, yeah, I get that. But someone who doesn't, who hasn't yeah. gone with the fandom and doesn't know that, yeah. I'm gonna be like, what the hell is Nicolas Cage doing? Yeah. Like, and plus, Nicolas Cage is alive. Why don't you just film something with, with Nicolas Cage? Yeah, yeah. that would be that would be so much better than exactly. just having it, him it appear. Feels quite scummy in a way. Yeah, you know I don't. I mean? Like for example, this George Clooney ending, we we can talk about. Apparently, the only reason they weren't Clooney was because Christian Bale had a morals, you know. Yeah, and, and said no, I'm not doing it without Nolan. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, Christian. absolutely. You know, and granted, I really enjoyed George Clooney. Granted, he looked like he stepped out of one of his uh, uh, Nest Cafe. Yeah, yeah. Didn't even look like Batman. He, he looked. He literally looked like he's just stepped off. Uh, was it Tickets to Paradise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah literally, yeah, yeah. just from that. Um, yeah. So I, it's just like, it just felt like a lot of this stuff that they were trying to do, they didn't do it all the way. Yeah. You know, like if you're gonna do Nicolas Cage, get Nick Cage. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna get George Clooney, make him actually look like Batman. If you know it, all of this kind of stuff, it's like a, it felt very like let's just do it. Let's just do it because the movie has to be finished. We have a deadline to follow. You know. Um, and so I just wish that they took it as seriously as you know some of the other films again i saw this really ridiculous thing of like they showed a, a shot from the flash um versus a shot from Zack snyder's justice league of green lantern and they were like one was done in a 200 million dollar studio one is one Zack snyder's backyard and that that backyard one looks better yeah you know so it's like maybe less is better sometimes yeah less it's, is more. it's 
This film is, I think, a very, very good example of why less is more. Mm. I spoke uh, last time, one of the last times, about Guardians, about how less camera movement, you know, it, it yeah. can often be more. And I agree with it in every aspect of the film. Less is more. Our favorite films, most people's uh, favorite scenes in this film are scenes of just two people talking in a room. Yeah. Batflex's best scene is the one about, you know, you, uh, you're not you you damaged by change. your past yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and, and stuff like that. Uh, I will add one last major positive that I have about the film, and that's the, ultimately the theme. This film, I think, does a pretty good job at setting up a theme and running with it throughout, running with it throughout. Um, the film ultimately is about the idea that some problems cannot be solved. Not everything is in your control, and the world is better because of it. You, there is, you know, and 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 you know, you should learn to let go of things that you, you cannot solve. Doing it again and again and again and again, no matter how many times you do it, some things are just not meant to be. And I think that is a very very powerful message, especially for someone like me personally. Um, but I think it's a message that runs very nicely throughout the entire film and elevates the film, elevates the performances and allows us to get the best parts of the film out of that one central theme. So there you go. Dude, you almost made me cry there. That was amazing. Ah, well, that's great. Plenty. No, absolutely. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's, such a, that's such a nice way of looking at it because I know this film has had a lot of hate. Yeah. And I myself, I'm not, I, I'm going to be completely honest, I was disappointed by the film. Like, uh, I'll just straight up say that. But like, I completely agree with you. It does. It has so many promising elements in there. Yeah. Like I'm thinking, I'm watching these things, and I'm like, oh my god, you look, you're on the cusp of greatness. Here. Yes. Why can't this entire thing be like this? But I don't know. If you were, mm -hmm. let's say Andy Muschietti wasn't doing this film, yep. if you were to give the Flashpoint Paradox to a director, yeah, who would it be? It, it can't be Zack Snyder, right? Let's let's say we can't choose Zack Snyder. Oh, that's a great question. Oh my god. Um. Uh. Post. Planet of the Apes, Matt Reeves. Wow. I think he'd do a fantastic job. Pre-Batman, like as in like in, in a different world where Matt Reeves did not do Batman. Mm. Give him that. Because you see how the Planet of the Apes films are actually so similar to Flashpoint in the way that they look, the way they feel. Again, the weight, the gravitas. You know, it's literally a film about monkeys running around people in motion capture suits and you take every bit of it seriously and i love that matt reeves like when you look at war for the planet of the apes i, I saw a list of like matt reeves influences and, and they were like all old films like bridge on the river Kwai, like prison films the mm. great escape you know so you know that matt reeves would bring genuine cinematic gravitas to something like the flashpoint whilst at the same time making brilliant action i have my issues with the way the action was done in the batman film i think dawn of the planet of the apes and war for the planet of the apes the first 45 minutes to an hour and a half of War for the Planet of the Apes before they get to that prison camp, I think is a perfect film. Mm. And it's just so compelling. And post-apocalyptic visual style, everything, Matt Reeves, give it to him and he would have done a fantastic job. I agree with you from a directing standpoint. I don't, Who would you have wanted to direct This is the it? thing. I asked a question that I myself don't know my answer to yet. The thing with Matt Reeves is, I agree with you, I think he's a phenomenal director, but uh, for, for me, The Flash is someone who has that um I have another one to sense suggest, of by the way. uh um fantasy about him and yeah. i feel like matt reeves for me like his, more his films is definitely way much more grounded you know who's my other option i'm glad you said fantasy david yates david i thought i i literally thought yeah. david yates as, as, he'd be as so said, good he would be, be so good he would he, he would uh, david david yates is a good uh good option when he finally gets out of uh the, the wizarding world yeah 
Um, I don't want to say James Gunn just because James Gunn is so much. Yeah. But I think James Gunn would do a good job. I think yeah. in the Flashpoint Paradox film. But uh, I would want to make my Flashpoint Paradox like properly R-rated. Like, oh yeah, you know, like there's I mean, some you, dark you, stuff in there. Uh, yeah, uh, Thomas Wayne as Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yes, cast. yes. Uh, you know, Jason Momoa versus Gal Gadot. You have like Gal Gadot versus Amber Heard. And yeah, she decapitates Mira. You <laughs> yeah. have this one of my favorite scenes in the film is like when you have Lex Luthor on this tiny boat, and then all the, with like all the best mercenaries, like, you got Deathstroke. Death yeah. And you get to see Deathstroke versus Black Manta. You know, that's Yaya Abdul-Mateen versus uh, Joe Manganiello. Yeah. And you have uh, uh, Patrick Wilson in. As, it's just so exciting. Well, this is my issue with the DC films, right? It's not that they're awful. It's that every time I go in and I watch one, all I'm thinking about is what could have been. Yes. You literally hit the nail, yeah. hit the hammer on the nail there. Like, seriously. Hit the hammer on the nail? Hit the hammer on hit the, the nail. Hit the nail on the head. <laughs> they're, they're both sayings. Hit yeah, the hammer on sure. the nails, hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Before but before we do conclude this conversation, yeah. what did I know we briefly mentioned it? What did we think about Supergirl's uh, Sasha Kaya? Yeah, I thought she was fantastic. Um, she was it, great. It's very difficult, I think, for an actor to come on and have such a strong presence without yeah. without without having a lot of lines. I think she she's she's certainly an actor that I would want to work with in that regard. I think just the the, the again presence is is such an important thing, and when you're playing a literal god, a Kryptonian, uh, it's so important to have that. And I do hope that they stick with her going forward. I think I heard somewhere that they are doing some stuff Good. with her in Good the future. Yeah, um, yeah, she deserves it. But yeah, no. Speaking of the future, not to get all flashpoint paradox about yeah. it, but like, what do we? Uh, so now, of course, James Gunn is is officially taking over yeah. now from this point no no we have Blue Beetle though but isn't that the first no no it's not I think I don't know who knows who cares who cares who knows, who cares? Who knows? you're um, not excited for that no um, the only thing I, I'm <laughs> excited for from James Gunn I'm not even that excited for Superman Legacy I'll be honest or Batman Brave Batman Bra- Andy Muschietti is doing Batman I'm Brave. not that excited yeah. who's within class like Jensen Eccles good though do Jensen yeah. Eccles but what I am excited for and I've said this before is because I'm a massive Green Lantern fan I want to see this like true detective inspired Hal Jordan John Stewart show they're going to mm. do that's going to be cool especially because he said it was inspired see, by True Detective see, it's going to be a mystery so wait, wait the Green Lantern's a show it's a show oh, wow. with Hal Jordan and John Stewart I as the thought, main character I thought it was uh, I thought it was going to be a film whatever I don't mind yeah. I just want to see that and I want to see who they pick to direct it apparently they've got Matthew Vaughn to do the authority I don't know what the authority are and even if I'm, a, I'm a DC fan I read the comics I don't know what and Matthew Vaughn's great and, yeah, and I, yeah, I think great. I've said many times that he's the best comic director of all time. So there you go. They at least they got Matthew Vaughn. I don't yeah. know if that's true though, but yeah. I think um, for me, this is a bittersweet ending to what we've had in the DCEU. Just I feel like, even though I'm saying that, there is a sense of like it's a it's a fresh start. Now we're going into. I'm excited to see what's next. I'm even though like there's been so much controversy with dropping actors and this and that. I am excited to see essentially a new direction yeah. I guess um, and I'm always going to be on board with these characters because I'm the going to respectfully disagree with my mate Plan Dylan really I think it's a completely cowardly way to go out Ser- uh, because- oh cowardly the way to go like as in th- with the Flash no it, it, in what I mean is for example the Flash was originally meant to have a different ending. They put in this George Clooney thing as some sort of childish twi- uh, tease. They kicked Ben Affleck. They brought Ben Affleck on to Aquaman 2 because James Wan probably wanted to. Then they took him out. They brought Henry Cavill back for Black Adam. Then they took him out. Everything feels like one person made one decision only for it to be uh, counted by another, by another person yeah. who didn't want to. And so what should have happened was they should have decided, looked each other in the eye and said, let's just pull the plug, finish off all of these films, release them at their best quality, how they were meant to be released, how they were meant to finish, and then move on with new characters. How could you recast Batman and Superman, but keep 
Aquaman and the Flash. This is it the feels th- so extremely half-hearted. And instead of doing this soft reboot, you should have just, uh, you know, had the, the, the conviction to start fresh. Uh, let these films die. Let these films live the life that they were meant to, that they were originally intended to. Finish them off. Bye-bye. And then welcome in the new people and have them be separate. I think what they're doing right now is this kind of half-hearted will they, won't they. What they're doing now is a maybe. I want a yes or a no. No, you know, no, no. no. Decisiveness. I, no, I agree. With, I think that the thing is, right, like, I don't know. We don't know who's making, like, these the decisions, decisions at the yeah. end of the day. Like, I, it feels like they are trying to capitalize on some of the success they've had yeah. already with the DCU, but, and trying to discard what they think has been unsuccessful. Yeah. Just bringing that over. Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill were unsuccessful. I know. What are you? What on earth are you on about? Know. You know, it's like, come on. I know. It's uh, this is what I'm saying. This is why I feel so bittersweet. Not bittersweet. It's not even that. It's 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 sad that we have to end on this note and we're going into, I guess, a new era of mm. the DCEU. Um, but just for the pure fact that I am a fan of these yeah. characters. We both know we're both going to be watching all of these films. I yeah, mean, probably, yeah. It's 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 going to put our asses in the seats at the end of For the day. Sure. But but in the, the the manner in which it does is the thing that we are questioning, yeah. essentially. We um, spoke about Fast and Furious last time about the balance between enjoyment and respect. I'll always enjoy these films. I just... Don't know if you respect. Respect is dwindling. You know, Todd Phillips and Matt Reeves better save this, man. Yeah. Um, That's what I'm excited for. Yeah, I'm excited. Those standalone films. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that once they really take a foot, mm. that's what these guys are going to see. Like, oh yeah. shit, this is that's what, what this really is. matters. That's where the money's really exactly. At. Look, like look what they've done with Spider Verse. Like, it's just both the Joker and the Batman were really cheap films. Yeah, in comparison to the Flash, and they made a hell of a lot more money because they were good films. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think on that note, yes, let's conclude this discussion. Let's say our I, farewells to the say, DCEU. Yeah. It's uh, it's quite sad, honestly. I, I, I mean, I'm similar to you. I love a lot of what they've done. I don't think everything what they've done has been the best. Mm. But um, I love Henry Cavill as Superman. I love Ben Affleck as Batman yeah. in Batman versus Superman yeah. and in Justice Zack League, Snyder, yeah. uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. And the fact that we aren't going to be able yeah. to see those characters yeah. and the storylines that we were originally promised go ahead yeah um that's the thing that's gonna it, it, it breaks my heart to think that no superman will ever have that kind of jawline again it breaks my heart <laughs> to think that no batman will ever be able to do weighted pull-ups and look that cool again you know it it, it, it really does you know like yeah. Zack snyder cast like human gods literally he cast titans yes like literally In, jason yeah. momoa Gal- yeah. you know and it's I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I think yeah. Let's 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 stop right now before yeah. before before things get out of hand. Before I lose a- any hope of ever being employed by DC <laughs> and James Gunn, who I still love, by the way. But anywho. Yes. Well, thank you very much, Panwell, for coming on to discuss the Flash me. and ultimately the decline of the DCEU. Yeah. I guess um, uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Um, pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. But yes, I think we're going to wrap it up, guys. Thank you so much for watching, listening. I'll see you at Mission Impossible. Yes, or you Indiana will. Jones or something. Give me something of weight. Com- com- coming very, very soon. <laughs> Indiana Jones is next week, and then Mission it is, is yeah. Week. Mission we'll is something. the week after. Awesome. I- I'm so excited. Uh, same. But yes, enough about that now. Yes. More about that later. Thank yes. you very much. Thank you for Farewell. watching. Farewell. Bye bye. See Run you guys, away. and we'll catch you very soon in the next episode. Cheers. Peace.